Welcome to Marketing 101 or an intro to marketing, whatever you want to call it. I am Tyler Wells. I'm doing a bit of an experiment on my channel to see if long form lectures are something that you guys are interested in or want. I have my slide deck here. I'm going to be throwing some stuff up over here. It's going to be a good time. So roughly, this is going to be a college or university level intro to marketing course. I taught in a winter semester last year, and so this is a variant of that. So I'm going to try and roughly do one lecture per week. I have about 24, 25 lectures. That could range anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. But I've designed this for two purposes. I've designed this for passive learning. So you can listen to this while you're working. You might have a bunch of other tabs open and this one's buried. Or I've also made this available via podcast as well. So just search for the Tyler Wells Show or I've linked down below. So passive learning just while you're doing other things, laundry, walking the dog. But I've also designed this for time of need learning as well. What I'm hoping is in your passive learning that when you come across something within your work, something maybe six months, nine months, a year, two years down the road, you might recall saying, hey, I think there was this Tyler Wells guy who touched on this in one of his lectures I remember hearing. I'm going to go back to that YouTube video and bring up that framework that he was talking about so that you can then actively apply it to whatever situation you find yourself in. So that's kind of the dynamic that I'm hoping that this course will, will follow. This course is designed to hopefully give you an overview of what marketing is, covering things from creating and capturing value, social responsibility and marketing ethics, marketing strategy, understanding consumer behavior, segmenting, targeting, positioning, the four P's, product, price, place, promotion, global marketing, direct marketing, social media marketing, all of those things we will cover in this class. So if you like all that, hit subscribe and we'll see where this thing goes. Questions. If you have any questions as you're watching this in real time, as I'm publishing them, feel free to comment down below. And what I'm going to try and do is incorporate the questions into the next lecture and hopefully answer any questions that you might have. And again, I'm going to be covering marketing theory. I'm going to kind of bring in some of my personal experiences with this and maybe some real life examples of what's going on in the, the market as well. What I'm going to touch on now is kind of how to understand this marketing intro class. So if you take a history class, what you're going to learn is content around history. But when you take a marketing class, what you're actually learning are frameworks that you then insert your own content into. So in a way, marketing is common sense. It's one of the few subjects where you don't actually need to study it or know it to potentially actually be a very good marketer. You can run a very successful business, organization, whatever it might be, without actually knowing very many marketing principles. So why learn it? Why study it? Because it's always good to understand and learn from people who have been down the road in the past. And what these people have done is reflected on what's worked and what hasn't worked and put language to what works and what doesn't. And it helps you organize your business so that you don't make their same mistakes or helps identify areas that you might not have thought of yet. But looking at your particular business through a framework, it might reveal some areas that you need to do some extra thinking in and give yourself or give your company or give your organization a better chance of surviving or making it through whatever scenarios that you find yourself in. In a way, I'm hoping that it's kind of like every week that you're getting a screwdriver or a hammer or a wrench that you're putting in your tool belt so that when you come across a certain scenario, you're like, oh, this requires a wrench. Because if we only have a hammer, what's that saying? If you only have a hammer, everything you're going to look at is a nail. So this hopefully gives you a wealth of tools that you can apply to your day-to-day -day business activities. I remember, I think I'm on marketing TikTok, this one woman saying that she is now $250,000 in debt and here's 
use, what she learned, and they're these very simple, basic marketing frameworks. So that's what I'm trying to uh, skip over for you, you guys going in student debt or whatever, to learn some of these basic principles that, that will help you in your day-to-day -day moving forward. I want to frame up marketing in terms of momentum first, just to kind of gently move us into what marketing is. So momentum can be defined as forward motion fueled by a series of wins. I'll say that again. Momentum can be defined as forward motion fueled by a series of wins. So marketing is essentially setting yourself up so that you can have as much forward momentum as possible and as many wins as possible and hoping that wins continually build on one another. So if a win is, a, is one single person behaving in a way that you want them to, multiple people behaving in a way that you want them to is called a market. And the process of planning and trying to increase the number of people behaving in the way that you want them to is called marketing. So momentum happens within a market. There has to be at least one or more people that are interested in behaving the way that you want them to. Maybe that's buying a cupcake that you made or multiple cupcakes that you made. Again, marketing is trying to find all of the different people that are willing to behave like buy your cupcakes in a way that you want them to. And marketing isn't necessarily specific to business. I think that's the, the general context that we often find ourselves in, but marketing can be applied to not-for-profit. So maybe instead of profit, it's number of donors or donations that you have or number of people helped. You could have different metrics that equate to what momentum might be. So a, a way that marketing can be defined in terms of momentum is marketing is the act of increasing the likelihood of and sustaining of momentum by designing processes, activities, and offerings that facilitate wins within a group of people. I'll say that again. Marketing is the act of increasing the likelihood of and sustaining momentum by designing processes, activities, and offerings that facilitate wins within a group of people. And again, wins could be profit, cash flow, revenue, users, market share, number of transactions, attendance, donors, donations, number of people helped, etc. One interesting thing about marketing and momentum is like I mentioned earlier on, you don't have to know marketing principles to potentially be a good marketer. So if that resonates with you, you might be running a successful company right now, but you're kind of teetering on, am I doing things right or wrong? Or, you know, I'm growing quicker than I know what to do with. This is where this quote, one business leader said, if we had unanalyzed momentum, we're one stupid decision from it all falling apart. Or uh, put another way, most organizations don't ask about momentum until they lose it. They were too busy trying to manage all the growth. So one benefit about marketing is that it's both action-oriented, proactive planning-wise, but it's also reflective as well. Because these are just frameworks, we can look at our past behavior and our past decisions, put them through some of these marketing grids, and kind of figure out where we went wrong or where we went right. So marketing simply allows for us to plan for, analyze, and execute on momentum. So marketing has this to use kind of physics language, marketing is both potential and kinetic. So if you think of a gym, you can go to the gym and lift weights. You can have planned and be like, I'm going to do back and biceps today. Or you could have not planned. You're just going to show up and start moving your body in different areas. And both will give you a workout. It's both sitting down and thinking about what you want to do in your business or reflecting on what you've done in your business. But it's also kinetic and action oriented as well. And you don't necessarily have to do one in one particular order or another. I think the, the point of marketing is actually trying to satisfy a customer's needs at the end of the day. If you have a better chance of planning for that, then 
plan it, or if you have a better opportunity to just do it, then then kind of just do it. So there's this kind of dance back and forth between understanding the theory and understanding these frameworks and actually doing. So again, marketing is both planning and doing and kind of knowing when to just do it, when to reflect on it, when to plan for it moving forward. All of that dance is kind of marketing. In this class, we're, we're going to be focusing on a lot of the potential side or a lot of the theory or a lot of the framework side, and I'm going to leave the doing up to you. Now, in traditional education, we kind of fake doing by assigning projects or midterms or case studies to you. I'm going to assume that the reason you're watching this is you have a business or you have an organization or you have something that you might already want to apply a lot of these frameworks to. So that's going to be your project. So I'm not going to assign any projects or anything like that in a class or anything like that. That'd be kind of weird through YouTube anyways. But what I want to do is give you some of these frameworks in theory so that then you can hopefully apply to your particular scenario. So I want to also touch on what, what marketing is not. Marketing is not advertising. Advertising is within marketing, but marketing is so much more than advertising. In my class last year, I asked the question, of what the, what my students thought marketing was. And the answers that I got were TV commercial, social media, Facebook ads, newspaper ads. All of the answers were, were very much advertising or promotion based. All of promotion is marketing, but not all of marketing is promotion. Again, marketing is very much more. Marketing is the fullness of knowing even what product to be able to promote to, the, to somebody and how to bring that product to fruition, what vendors you need to get the raw materials to make that product. All of those questions and all of those scenarios, all of those things are kind of marketing. So marketing is the full gamut of getting your product into a market, communicating to a market, pricing it. So if you're familiar with the four Ps, you might be hearing some of those things and what I'm talking about now. We're going to touch on the four Ps uh, throughout this class. So kind of continuing on in this theme of what isn't marketing. Operations is not marketing either. There's that quote, most organizations don't ask about momentum until they lose it. They're too busy trying to manage growth. So when you're trying to manage growth or try and build in internal sustainability within your company and lose track of marketing, you might lose out on some profits or stuff might go south pretty quick. So what I'm going to do now is actually show you what marketing is. So marketing is this full diagram uh, to my right or left or whatever it is showing up. Marketing is focusing on customer value and relationships. It's then segmenting, targeting, positioning, and differentiating yourself for those customers or within those customer group. It's then building product price, place, and promotion around those particular users or customers. It's using marketing analysis, marketing planning, marketing implementation, and controlling all all of those marketing efforts around all the product price place promotion. And it's also then looking even outside of that, uh, outside of yourself or your own organization, seeing what marketing intermediaries are doing, your competitors are doing, what the publics are doing. And those are things like government, uh, legislation, regulation, all of those things. And also looking to what your suppliers are doing. All of those things factor into what marketing is and what you can do. So you can kind of look at this framework as almost like decision-making filters. I want to do this. Is there any government legislation that is preventing me or, or enabling me to do that? Okay, let's think about that. How does that affect? What are suppliers doing? What are competitors doing? What are intermediaries doing? 
How can I plan for my product, price, place, promotion? What are the segments targeting? All of those things make up the fullness of what marketing is. To give a more basic or maybe a more standard definition of what marketing is, marketing is the process by which companies create value for customers and build strong customer relationships in order to capture value from customers in return. So I'll say that again. Marketing is the process by which companies create value for customers and build strong customer relationships in order to capture value from customers in return. So it's the cyclical, repeatable relationship where you're offering value and you're capturing value and building that long-term relationship. If you are building a, a one-time transaction kind of product, it, that might seem a bit more scammy where you're like, I just need to need to get that one sale and then I'm good. That's not building uh, a strong customer relationship over time. So there is a relational aspect to marketing or at least good marketing anyways. So the typical uh, framework to think about marketing is understanding the marketplace and customer needs and wants, then designing a customer-driven marketing strategy, then constructing an integrated marketing program that delivers superior value, and building those profitable relationships and creating customer delight. And that's a very kind of marketing way to put it. But then you capture the value from your customers that create profits and build customer equity. So in turn, using the, that uh, momentum language, cr capturing that customer value is that is that win. And you sequentially understanding the marketplace, designing a customer-driven market strategy, constructing an integrated marketing program that delivers superior value, and then building those relationships. Those are all those momentum builders so that when the customer actually sees what you can offer, you get that win from them uh, in, in, a, in the form of a sale or, or a donation or whatever uh, your metric might be. So that's a classic way of thinking about marketing. Uh, again, I'm in this new creator economy as well. And I think there's a, a second way that marketing is happening right now. Since discovery is so easy now on YouTube, TikTok, all of those different things, there's this sense of if I'm my authentic self and I follow a passion that's authentically me, it could be pottery, it could be painting, it could be marketing information, it could be filmmaking, whatever it might be. The kind of new school way of marketing is me doubling down into that particular passion and trusting that if I'm dynamic enough or if I have a unique perspective enough within that particular specialty, that there are going to be people similar to me who are interested in what I'm doing. And that's kind of promotion baked into this thing. And then marketing is essentially making sure that you have the systems in place to be able to capture the value from people discovering you. So if you make pottery, making sure that you have a Shopify store and making sure you have your shipping labels and all of that ready to go for when the time comes that people actually discover you over TikTok or Facebook or YouTube, whatever it might be. So there's kind of uh, two ways that I see emerging. One's more traditional and one's this, in this kind of creator economy. What we're going to do is every single class, we're going to zoom into one of these specific areas within the entirety of the marketing framework. What other frameworks, what more specific, smaller frameworks are embedded within this bigger marketing framework that, that we're going to see. So we're going to dive right into it. We're going to already touch on customer value and relationships. So let's zoom into that and see what frameworks are baked into the customer value and relationship side of things. The first framework that we're going to look at is just an understanding of needs, wants, and demands. And then we're going to look at how this translates into market and ultimately marketing. Needs at the basic level, uh, all humans have needs, and needs are states of felt deprivation required for survival. I'll say that again, needs are felt 
states of deprivation are required for survival. One of the common places to look at for needs is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So we have our basic needs, safety needs, and physiological needs, food, water, warmth, rest, safety, shelter, security. And then we have psychological needs. We have the esteem needs, feeling of accomplishment. We have belongingness and loving needs, intimate relationships, friends, all of those things. But then we also have the self-fulfillment or self-actualization needs, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. So all of these things are needs on the basic level of humanity. One way to think of a want is a need plus your personality plus culture, and that that stirs up a want. So a need is kind of a want on steroids. Personality, things like we're wired in a certain way or we have certain experiences from our past that have shaped us in a certain way. And then culture is all the things that are in media, news, advertising, entertainment, values, all of the things that make up culture kind of shape us and highlight certain things that aren't needs, but we desire them. And then a demand is essentially a want with buying power. So as you have the money to be able to buy that thing. So if we have the need at the center, then a want is culture and personality. And then a demand is a want with money attached to it. So that happens on the individual level. So I can express demand for something when I have enough money to satisfy a want that I might have. It turns into a market is when there's multiple people with similar demands, again, people with wants with money attached to it. So a market is when there are many people who have similar demands. And then what we do in business is we then provide market offerings. So we make products, services, people, place, organization, information, ideas that will help serve this particular market who is willing to pay for some of those marketing offerings that satisfy the want or need that they might have. Make sense? A brand experience is when there are multiple market offerings. So uh, Disney is a good example. So you can buy Disney Plus, but you can also go to Disney. You can also interact with Disney. You can see Goofy face-to-face. All of those multiple market offering combined create a, a bigger brand experience. So me selling you a cupcake is kind of one market offering. But if I have a cupcake mascot and then my cupcake store is very interactive and very social media friendly with a nice pink wall that you can take your Instagrams with. Uh, Those kind of create those brand experiences when there's multiple offerings going on. Uh, Jerry Lorenzo, Fear of God designer, he created this experience for people to walk through to really experience the essence of what his clothing is. And then there was a store at the end. So that's another way to build out brand experiences when multiple market offerings are combined. What happens though in in marketing or, or businesses is, is oftentimes they can lose track of the customer and creating value for the customer and building customer relationships. They can get too focused on themselves. They're like, oh, you know, we can create a cupcake. Well, what if we create a cupcake with jelly beans on it and jelly beans and sprinkles? Now that might sound good to you, but there might not be a market for cupcakes with jelly beans and sprinkles on it. It's just the, the company itself is is too excited about what it can do and loses track of the customer at the end. And this is called marketing myopia, where you are producing a benefit that no one is asking for. No customer is saying, I want this solution solved for me. Or the benefit that is 
that they are looking to satisfy is already satisfied by the products that you create. So if you have a cupcake with jelly beans on it, that might be good enough to satisfy what they need. You don't need the sprinkles. Uh, you adding the sprinkles is just creating that marketing myopia or you're, you're just kind of too excited. Might be a bad example, but hopefully that communicates the point. And because customer value and creating customer relationships are a relationship, expectations are formed just like any relationship. So when you start communicating in a certain way, you can consciously and unconsciously start setting expectations for how this relationship will go between you as the company and your customers as your lover, let's say. So yeah, expectations can be explicit or conscious saying something like, hey, we'll respond to your email within 24 hours or implicit or unconscious having maybe premium branding or premium pricing, but lower quality. And that might be a gap in expectations. So to use this diagram, you might have your brand expectations here. And when you're customer experience is higher than the expectations that you set for them, that gap is the amount of satisfaction that they'll have. However, if you have your brand expectations here and the customer experience is below that, then again, that gap is called dissatisfaction. So we wanna make sure that the customer experience is at least meeting our brand expectations or actually experiencing them. It's that old saying, we wanna under promise and, and over deliver and make sure that people are being satisfied with our products or with our company or with our market offerings so that there is a positive interaction within that relationship and they'll want to continue that relationship with us moving forward. Another important thing about customer value is the exchange. So the exchange is the act of ob obtaining a desired object from somebody by offering something in return. So there always has to be an offering when it comes to marketing. The goal is to create these exchange relationships over time. So that's kind of that win to bring it back to that momentum relationship. We want to exponentially have more and more of these exchanges. So exchange is very important. We can't, we can't just keep giving stuff for free and they just keep taking and taking and taking. There has to be some sort of exchange where they give us some sort of value in return uh, for the value that they're giving or else you'll go bankrupt uh, fairly quick. And the relationship has to be profitable, kind of touching on that as well. So it costs time and money to develop a marketing offer. There's human capital, there's raw material costs, there's time, all of those things go into making a particular market offering. So is there a market for a $5,000 Tesla car? Of course there is. I would buy a Tesla tomorrow for $5,000, but would that be a profitable relationship for Tesla? No. So Tesla would not be able to make a profit or at least make enough profit to continually making Tesla cars. So these relationships have to be profitable. Yeah, there might be a market for $5,000 Teslas, but that market might not be there for very long because you can't make a $5,000 Tesla. Hopefully that, that clicks in. I know some of this is simple. So let's get a little bit into the modern marketing system. We've been talking about this customer relationship side of things. So that's on one end of the spectrum. So we have our customers and we want to create a value or a market offering that will satisfy our customers and create that customer value. Now we get into some of these marketing thoughts and marketing frameworks. We're like, what do we need to do to help satisfy our customers? What are all the steps to take to create that market offering that will satisfy the customers? 
So we then kind of reverse engineer all of the steps it takes to, to get to a, a happy customer. And here's kind of a generic marketing system that we look at. On the other end of the spectrum, we start with suppliers. So we start with the people that can offer us the raw materials. So again, if we're offering that cupcake exchange, create happy customers through cupcakes, we, we need to have flour suppliers, sugar suppliers, chocolate suppliers, gummy bear suppliers, all of those suppliers go into helping us create those cupcakes. But those suppliers, so those suppliers will offer our company these things, but interestingly, they'll also offer our competitors those exact same things. And let's say we want our cupcakes in a grocery store. There are marketing intermediaries like a grocery store or like a distributor that will then ship out or distribute our cupcakes or using the grocery store as an example, they will put them on the shelves. So marketing intermediaries often have the customers that we want for our particular cupcakes. So then we have to think how can we make our cupcakes stand out in these market intermediaries? And that's when you start think of promotion and, and distribution incentives and things like that to make sure that when customers are looking at your cupcakes within a marketing inter intermediary like a grocery store, they are then going to choose your particular cupcakes. There's also direct to consumer uh, companies. So you might actually be like, you know what? I don't want to battle shelf space on a grocery store. I just want to create my own cupcake store. But then you have to factor those things in. How am I going to get people into my store? All of those fun things go into that. So, But also then consumers are also affected and also suppliers are as well by major environmental factors. What's going on in the world? Uh, maybe tax regulations and stuff like that. Tariffs are affecting supplier or sugar imports. All of those fun things happen. So this simple marketing system has many different variables, many different factors that go on. So we are going to touch on a lot of those different things. And like I said, zoom into different aspects of this modern marketing system throughout the rest of these 24 weeks of whatever this might be. We've at least set a foundation that marketing is planning for and achieving wins within a certain group of people. And we want to use these marketing frameworks and tools to give ourselves the best chance of making it and making a profit and making some money so that we can continue making and building those customer relationships. So again, marketing tools will help us better understand our organizational actions, will help define our actions and ideas, will give us reference tools. So in six months, we can reference back previous marketing frameworks that we've filled out or that we've worked through and say, oh yeah, that's that was my distribution strategy. Now that I've finish these promotion strategies, I can now work on my distribution strategies. So it gives us a way to, to think through things kind of once and for all. And we also understand the interrelationship between things as well. So if I want to, with my cupcake, want to do a, a vanilla cupcake, I need to now figure out a vanilla supplier and maybe vanilla is more expensive. So that's going to affect my price. And then I want people to know about it. So I need to make promotion around around that. So we start to see if we make changes in one area that we then start to see the effects uh, or cascading waterfall effects of all the different changes that might have to happen when we try and introduce one new thing or one new idea. And also it helps with sales. So if you can better translate your gut or your intuition about what you should do into some of these marketing frameworks, it might help other people understand what you're doing quicker or other vendors understand what you're doing quicker and they might be able to partner with you sooner than later later. So because these frameworks help build momentum for potentially large groups of people, so you can use it for evil as much as you can good. How do we avoid the dark side? We want to make sure that we have healthy market desires. So we want to make sure that the people that will be buying our product, that it will actually
actually help them. It will satisfy the needs and wants in a good way. We want to have healthy organizational desires. So we want to make sure our staff and our employees, and we also want to make sure that we have healthy personal desires. Making money at the end of the day isn't necessarily the greatest thing. You should be wanting to satisfy a particular need within a market, not just make money. We want to make sure that we are making money so that we can sustain the benefit that we're offering to the market. But the best marketing I've found isn't the companies that are solely out to make money. They can spiral into a really bad place pretty quickly. So we want to have healthy market desires, healthy organization desires, and healthy personal desires. Sometimes it's hard to know, but hopefully you'll you'll do a gut check, be wanting to create those, those healthy desires. So we are going to pause there. Hope that was fun. Week one of an intro to marketing. We didn't touch on too many marketing things. It was just kind of a course overview, understanding how to understand this class, not just in content, but in the understanding of frameworks in general that you will then insert your own content or your own scenarios into. We touched on customer relationships and creating market offerings to help facilitate those customer relationships with exchanges and making sure that the relationships are profitable at the end of the day or else you won't make any money and your efforts will be for naught. If you have any questions about this class or what you want to see, or maybe if, if you have any questions about what we talked about, leave them down below and I will try and incorporate the questions into the first little bit of the next lecture. If you like kind of what was going on here, subscribe to this channel or again, look for this lecture in podcast, The Tyler Wells Show. Follow me on all the socials and yeah, looking forward to seeing where this experiment goes and uh, we'll see you next week. Talk to you later.